Hi, Jill. Hi, Craig. I am happy you're here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. That feels cool to say again. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. It's been, I think, over a year ago you were on the podcast uh, talking about hypnotherapy. It was before you were going to do one of your workshops, before all the madness happened. That was like, wasn't that two years ago? You're right. I guess that was two years ago. Jeez, time really flies. Oh, my good (laughs) goddess. Yeah. So how have you been, Jill? (laughs) Uh, I think I've been pretty good. It's kind of weird for me to ask you that since we live together. (laughs) Yeah, like you probably would know better than I do. Yeah. Anyway, so for the audience's sake, uh, (laughs) this is Jill Schreck. She is a hypnotherapist, past life regressionist, spiritual development coach, specialist. Person. Person. Oh, not specialist. (laughs) No, no, no. Specialist. Here's a little secret. In the business world, specialist is just a term that we use when we don't know what other word to use we're like yeah, they they Spirit do specialist they do that thing uh it, they we call them a specialist so but um yeah last time we talked about hypnotherapy and this time i was hoping we could talk a little bit about <laughs> oh i thought he was gonna throw up for a second oh okay yeah Mac, max was just like uh, being weird our dog was max like, was like circling mur- around mur- the, mur- yeah but no he's just napping okay uh but anyway uh we're gonna talk about past life regression because we didn't we really like we vaguely like kind of mentioned that last time and that was of course the thing that people were like well past life regression that's interesting uh i had another hypnotherapist on the podcast that actually talk about past life regression you had another hypnotherapist on your podcast yeah this uh chris i think was his name oh cool i hope that was his name (laughs) uh from canada chris from canada yeah it was one of the like less great episodes of the podcast because the recording quality was terrible, uh, but it was interesting. Uh, you know, he's been doing past life regressions for a really long time, uh, and claims that a lot of healing can come from it. Um, and you have been doing it for oh, a couple of years now, two years. Two years. You're certified. You did a course. I did a course. I have a certification. From the International Association of Counselors and Therapists. Not that I think you need a certification to do a past life regression, but it's interesting to learn as much as you can about it. Yeah. I mean, you've also done a lot of them now. Yeah. I've done a lot of them with a lot of people. You've done a lot of them. I have. Yeah. And I'm going to. I think we realized the other day that you've done more past life regressions than I have. Yes. I'm a great guinea pig. Like, I think I've only had two two past life regressions on myself. But kind of like I said, since I've started doing past life regressions and I kind of understand what they are, I just get flashes of them all the time. It's kind of like I can see all my other dimensions. <laughs> just simultaneously. From this starting point, if I want to. Yeah. I used to get that kind of thing a lot. I haven't in a long time. Just like flashes from different timelines. Like sometimes it was almost like deja vu, but it wasn't quite. Like I would like jump ahead and live in a scene in my life that could be like right now sitting here doing this. Usually like really monotonous things. Uh, And then like when it would actually happen, I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Time isn't real. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you're having past life regressions that have yet to happen in the future yeah, in like this life forward life regressions <laughs> <laughs> so deja vu kind of yeah, yeah yeah it's a little bit different but maybe it's the same thing maybe deja you're vu falling is just through like a baby a, version of that mm, a time warp yeah yeah it reminds me of slaughterhouse five kurt vonnegut's book mm-hmm. like that's exactly what the experience is like Hmm. minus the being abducted by aliens i'm not cool enough to be abducted by aliens maybe you just don't remember that's that's fair yeah maybe it's because i am an alien (laughs) (laughs) don't tell people are you ashamed no it's just you know you're not you're we're not supposed to tell people oh okay scratch that from the record (laughs) i'm totally gonna leave that in um so (laughs) one of the things you're doing now are doing these uh short past life regressions like normally the past life regressions are what two and a half hours long yeah they're about two two hours long for a past life regression and 
it's really a lot of so if you like go to a psychic for a past life regression you'll sit down and they'll be like i see these past lives you know which i think is really cool and there's definitely a place for that but my whole goal is to get people like really checked in with their own intuition and developing their own psychic senses so if you're coming to me for a past life regression you're doing all the work i'm just gonna sit back in my chair you like facilitate it. Uh, yeah. You lead it, you know. <laughs> I but, lead but it. I guide you. I lead you through exercises and how to tap into your little psychic senses. And then we kind of discover like which Claire is strongest and your abilities. And then. What does that mean? Uh, can you explain what Claire's are for normies? normies yes so or people like me that i only know clairvoyance i don't know what yeah clairvoyance is being able to see psychically like see through your third eye clairaudience is being able to psychically hear things you can psychically smell things i forget the name of that one oral factory sentience claire claire um sentience is when you can like psychically feel things Claire, which one did I forget? Claire cognizance is when you just psychically know things. You can be an empath and just know what someone's feeling. You be a physical empath. I guess that's clairsentience. Yeah. Yeah. So just your your ability to expand your perception past the normal human six senses. Actually, no. Claire's are human because we are. I was going to say, like all humans have some capacity to do that, isn't that? Correct? Absolutely, I would say every single human has the mechanisms to develop their Claire's. We all have a third eye. We all have the ability to perceive beyond this physical world, but you just have to develop it if you choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's relevant to the past life regressions because it's like you're seeing into it's almost like dreaming but you're awake or like you know uh it's like highly focused and relaxed yeah well that's why the hypnosis is helpful yeah like it would be difficult to just do that in a normal waking state where you're uh i mean it's you know your prefrontal cortex thinking brain is is in control the ego the self like mm-hmm. i am this self that's sitting right here craig yeah of this lifetime mm-hmm. it's hard for me to experience something outside of that uh when the prefrontal cortex is like fully activated but you know what you're helping people do is quiet that part of the brain yeah. and lean more on the subconscious yes definitely shutting off your mind i mean that's what hypnosis does is it Mm -hmm. distracts your ego your um conscious filter so yeah your subconscious can step forward oh yes you got a new toy oh more than a toy it's a piece of equipment but it's it's It's, a little bit it's a toy it's because it's fun it's (laughs) fun to play with yeah it's called the lyra light it's a deep trance meditation light It flickers at different frequencies and the purpose is to entrain your brain to a specific frequency depending on what you wish to experience. So, And that's relevant to what we were just talking about. It wasn't totally random of me to bring that up because it helps you. It helps you get into a really deep, deep trance state. Well, tell me your experience. What What do you think of the light? It's it's strange because it, it absolutely it doesn't feel like that's what it's doing when you're under it because mm-hmm. you are you have your eyes closed and you're you're seeing like very and I'm a very visual person so so maybe my visuals are more extreme than most people but most people seem to I mean we've done it at I helped you at the Mystic Fest here in Omaha uh-huh. and up in Sioux Falls what was that one called some I don't remember a spirit yeah spiritual, like spiritual uh, festival fair, yeah. Sioux Falls yeah um but, but we did both of those um and we've done some other uh festivals and stuff where we had lots of people in to do the light in groups and that was wasn't the past life regressions that was mm-hmm. just straight up light uh, and sound yeah the light and sound crystal like, bowls with the frequency light yeah mm-hmm. or with a jam band playing in the background or with a jam cool. band playing in the background <laughs> yeah uh and i've gotten to experience myself a lot of times just filling in those circles 
uh, but also watched a lot of people and like talked to a lot of people afterwards. Yeah. And it does seem like almost everyone gets very powerful visuals yeah. from it because it's it's literally flickering lights uh, uh, kind of hitting the back of your eyelids because your your eyes are closed. Which is cool. It creates kaleidoscope patterns. Mm-hmm. You can see sacred geometry. I've had people see just visual visions. Yeah, yeah. Joyce I've had straight saw up. spaceships. Yeah, yeah. You saw cool stuff. I've had, yeah, a couple different. I mean, again, like I'm a very, like if I have a strongest clear whatever, it would be clairvoyance for sure. For sure. Yeah, like I just close my eyes and I see things. Yeah, you do. Uh, so that's like plays very nicely to that um, sense. Um, but but the interesting thing with the as a tool for hypnosis is that it feels like while you're in it that you're not being relaxed because it feels very stimulating. Yeah, very stimulating. But as soon as it's the light is off, mm-hmm. you realize like oh I you realize how like deep of a relaxed state you're in. Yeah, because you- you're basically. Yeah, I mean, you're very, like, zenned out, like, Mm -hmm. once it's done. Yeah, because I think most of the programs that I've used with you and other people, it's playing a very low Mm -hmm. hertz, like 0.5, which you experience when you're in deep, deep sleep, like low, low delta waves, and then also, like, 200 hertz, which is all the way up to lambda, which is something that our brains do not do naturally. So that's very stimulating, But the point of the really high stimulation, um, one, it's kind of cool. You experience those intense um, visuals. Also, people tend to experience a connection with empathy, a connection with the beyond, or a connection with spirituality or things unexplained. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had an experience with something, some sort of an angel. I forget what they're called in the Bible, but mm-hmm. it was like a specific. Um, Is it an archangel? No, it's a different. Uh, it's like one of the guardians of the throne or something. It's uh-huh. the ones that they look like. And I mean, this is what it appeared to me as was like a, a uh, they're like rings that are interconnected and kind of like all circling around one spot. That's mm-hmm. almost like the essence of the being is in that center spot. And there's. Uh, there was like kind of words on the the rings and they're all like spinning and it just like, you know, like telepathically communicated uh, and like gave me a like download of all these like letters and symbols that I didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's interesting because those things at the time, it's just like, okay, this is the same as with the past life regressions. Like, the first couple of times I did the past life regressions, I did it and I was like, well, that was cool. And you'd like ask afterwards, like, what it, like, what did you take away from it? Or what did you learn? Like, how can you apply that to your life? And almost always afterwards, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was cool, but I don't really know what that meant. Uh-huh. But then like somewhere down the road, it like clicks that it's like, oh, like I did learn something from that. And I wasn't even consciously aware that mm-hmm. I had learned a lesson from it. Um, which like most powerfully comes through whenever I start piecing together the multiple past life regressions together and being like, there's a through line of a lesson being learned there. Uh, and then also outside of that, having not been thinking about past life regressions until recently again, I realized personally that like the things that I was coming to terms with, like the lessons that I was learning mm-hmm. matched up with what had happened in those past lives and I hadn't really connected it until like last week that it was like oh those things are all related yeah definitely that's why I think past life regressions are so relevant is often we are blind to our current situation we're blind to our current vibration our current patterns and past life is really helpful because you can you're always going to have an experience that matches your current state of mind being emotion vibration what have you but you're it's like you're watching a movie like you're watching it happen to someone else but you have a deep connection to that character because it's you so you're able to kind of see their life path from a distance and then see oh wait you're fucking up there oh shit you (laughs) accidentally died there like oh damn um and then you know draw those parallels back to your own life and really learn some pretty cool lessons have some realizations. Yeah. I think, you know, to make this 
uh, because I want to, and also to make it kind of like concrete for people that are listening, yeah, that are curious. I'd like to, uh, like we talked about, just talk a little bit about what my past life regressions were so far. Okay. So we can kind of talk about how those tie together. Okay. And then um, also, if, if if you're listening and you're interested, Jill has a lot of, on mesmerizedhypnosis.com, you have a lot of, or on your YouTube channel too, yeah. um, recorded past life regressions of, I don't think mine actually ended up making it because there was no. a problem with the recording. I lost it and then I found it again. Yeah, but the audio was like messed up or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I think the music was too loud. Was oh, yeah, the, the music the was way too loud. But anyway, the you, you have quite a few recorded. So if someone wants to kind of go watch what it is like from an outside perspective, obviously, you don't get the full effect of it unless you're in it, you yeah. know, but... It There's is some kinda, really cool stories that are yeah. up on YouTube. Some yeah. really cool ones. Yeah, if you like stories, you know, it's it's at minimum oh. an entertaining story. What's an one an of your favorite yeah. ones that uh, oh my gosh. you recorded? Well. There's Max, uh, Max snoring, snoring in the background. So loud. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> anyways, what was I talking about? I was oh, thinking about fa- my dog. Favorite uh, oh, past okay, life so, recordings. Oh, okay, so. How do I pick? Okay, so I love this one where I um, did a past life with this woman. Very talented. She's got a couple books on astral projection. So she's just like a pro. And she Mm -hmm. went right to the pyramids. She was Prince Arame. And she was doing these rituals in the pyramids, getting ready to take over the throne because she knew that her father was going to be murdered and she was going to have to take over the throne. So she was interacting with all these galactic beings with these Lumerian crystals that were activating in her DNA and giving her these energy downloads and helping her become like a wise king. And then, yeah, following that story was really awesome. Very dramatic. Lots, lots was happening. Lots of like mysteries and secret society stuff. It was so cool. I love that one. Um, yeah, you just check it out. There's a, there's a couple cool ones. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've listened to that one yet. So I, a, I think I good. started, but I didn't have time to get into it at the time. But yeah. I'll need to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one about an orgy, which is really fun. <laughs> 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 yeah, all kinds of experiences to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of us have so many. And I, you know, I just want to preface before diving into the actual past lives that like. I am starting to, I like go back and forth. Like I, I, like I've explained many times, I hold multiple like belief systems in my mind at one time, which can be a little exhausting (laughs) at times. Mm -hmm. It would be a lot easier to just be like, I believe this thing. And that's, you know, I'm just going to dogmatically believe that one thing. But I'm often like teetering in a bunch of different directions and just weighing probabilities and feelings. You know, I used to be more like logical probabilities, like, well, the probability of this thing being true is this. And now it's just a feeling. It's like, sometimes I feel like this is true. And sometimes I feel like this is true. Sometimes I feel like this is partially true, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so from like the uh, piece of me that doesn't really believe in like a singular soul passing to like different lives, which that piece is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller mm-hmm. <laughs> the more uh, like spiritual experiences that I have. But just for the sake of, uh, you know, appeasing that little piece of me temporarily um, and for someone maybe that is has that thought pattern more uh, that's listening, I still think the past life regressions, even if it is literally your imagination or your subconscious making it up, is super valuable. But Craig, where is your subconscious making it up from? Okay, but just... <laughs> this, I, this is why I'm like, I lean way towards like uh believing yeah. in it but i just want to like preface that because totally. i think that's helpful for people that yeah the people who don't believe in past lives like past lives are bullshit i'm like cool it's a metaphor it's a metaphor for your life now i mean that's how i started yeah in being interested in it's it. just the like, therapy exercise you're gonna gain some guidance some cool spiritual connection if if you want to mm-hmm. if not then yeah just yeah, it's it like a back door to whatever you're working on subconsciously where your where your subconscious is able to kind of like move around a blockage or something yeah. or show you something in a new way. Uh-huh. Um, but that being said, like I, I pretty much fully believe <laughs> that, yeah. you know, that, that they're actually maybe I don't know. I can't totally wrap my head around the way that like one soul might jump from one 
or reading you're reading that Seth speaks and I'm oh god I'm, we can't even go there yeah, yeah. it's I, like concurrent the, lives the, all the, happening at the same time yeah. all possibilities entertained that's that's the thing is like with my whole like like perception of like time being not so linear mm-hmm. uh, like all existing at once like it's hard for me to be like past lives yeah and it's really just like concurrent lives it's or concurrent lives yeah. really I, I say I'm, I'm waiting till I, I I do a past life that I end up in someone else's life right now <laughs> I oh. wonder if that could happen like yeah the most recent one I did was probably in like the late 60s the 70s okay go to start okay yeah yeah let, the beginning. Let's, let's start at the beginning the first Great. one yeah was um which Marcus. this yeah this one was a little that was a little hard for me to get into because I was like still like very much like thinking it was the very first one I remember doing the induction with you and you like giggling because you thought it was ridiculous yeah yeah. Uh, but then I started seeing it very clearly, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, I'm just gonna run with this and see where that goes." Um, but yeah, so I was um, someone Marcus. Like I said, I think in it that that wasn't my name, but that was like the closest that I could pronounce mm-hmm. it in English. I think I was like, French. Uh, no, like Welsh or like oh. Gaelic or something. Okay, some some like um, I was like a mercenary from England. I was in France. Oh, you were in France. Yeah, I was like an archer in some like small mercenary band that had been fighting in some battle in France. I had like barely survived that. I was like trudging through the mud in France. It was pouring down rain. It was just like absolutely miserable. Basically like it wasn't the exciting like, oh, I'm in the middle of a battle. It was like we're in camp and it sucks and everyone's dying from disease. And like I'm just so cold. I remember just being like I'm freezing cold. Like uh, the boots that I have on suck. Like my Which feet are wet. Which is very similar like, to your current life because you're always cold. This is true, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I, I had that like experience there and, you know, was relating to the other men in the group. And, and it was interesting because like none of us were like very like masculine men, even mm-hmm. though we were mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just kind of like almost like doing what we had to do if we didn't want to like go home and like farm for the rest of our lives. Like this was like mm-hmm. the only opportunity that th- this character or this person had to like explore uh, was to be a mercenary because mm-hmm. they weren't wealthy enough to, uh, you know, travel on their own. And it wasn't really safe to travel on their own. I mean, at that time in medieval, uh, whatever, Europe, maybe even Dark Age Europe, I'm not sure. Uh, it definitely wouldn't have been safe to, like, travel between cities, which is, we take that for granted now that you can just, like, travel somewhere and not get robbed and murdered. Yeah, I feel like that whole personality for you is very much about the exploration of the world. Yeah, yeah, so then I ended up dying in somewhere in like Turkey, like southern Turkey. Uh, what would that have been like the Ottoman Empire at the time or something before the Ottoman Empire that in a desert <laughs> I like uh, starved slash thirsted to you th- death. Yeah, you thirsted. Oh, yeah, to I was like incredibly thirsty and I yeah. was just like, but it was interesting. The thing that I noticed most profoundly from that experience was how good dying felt. <laughs> Mm. uh even though like it was like being especially because i was in the desert it was like being i was like just happy to not be cold anymore so that was that experience um which still i feel like there's some amount of i'm not sure where that fits into the like lessons or anything like that but it maybe explains why my feet are always cold Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and then the second one which was like a lot easier for me to get into and it was way more vivid was a character a person ben. ben yeah in uh like pre-revolutionary war slash during the revolutionary war in america in philadelphia or in the area of philadelphia uh i'd like remember being this like he's like he was huge uh and he, like the shirt that I, he was wearing was like super uncomfortable because it was like so tight mm. and i had like the you know whatever you call it, the neck piece on, and it felt kind of like suffocating. Mm-hmm. But he was studying above some bar in like an office or something that he had or some pub. Uh, but he was, abo- he was above some pub, uh, like a table, a big table. And I was reading. It was interesting because when I came into the scene, I was aware of myself there. Mm-hmm. Like I was aware of Craig watching. What did Ben think of Craig? He was, uh, he felt um like vindicated like it was like oh i'm right <laughs> because he was in the middle of studying this like 
I don't know, esoteric. Is he a Mason? He was in, yeah, he was a Mason or some, some secret society mm-hmm. and was in the, in the middle of studying some like dark magic stuff, basically. He would study dark magic. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like Ben. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ben, Ben was very angry and very, uh, uh, he was using, he was trying to learn and like gain knowledge, uh, for like in a very like intellectual like brute force kind of way and he was also like a very big brutish like man Mm -hmm. uh in a time where i feel like it was like later in the enlightenment period so that probably was a lot of men at the time yeah and he was like shitty to his wife oh yeah yeah he was shitty to everybody like um he but yeah so so he was aware of me being there and was kind of like aha i knew it (laughs) um but he ended up getting into some trouble. I think his wife, then like basically how the past lives work, you like jump into like scenes basically. Oh yeah. I say go to the next very important scene in this person's life. Yeah. So then I jump into Ben jumps into the scene where his wife is dying. She was like poisoned or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he thinks he, it's interesting cause it's like the mental state. Like you kind of get in, I get into like the mental state of the character, the person and you know, it's it was very different from the first time to that time because at this time he's like consumed by paranoia so then at this point are you able to like see from ben's perspective it's weird because it's almost like both it's like seeing from his it's i've had this experience uh like while meditating before Mm -hmm. in my own life where i'm seeing from my own eyes but also watching myself Mm -hmm. it's like an out-of-body experience but yeah i have that in dreams yeah, you're yeah. Like, it's like you're perceiving both at the same time. And that's yeah. what a lot of the past lives are like. They either jump back and forth really rapidly or it's kind of both happening at the same time. Um, but I I definitely remember at least the uh, scene of him with his wife, uh, that being kind of, I think I, that was more like I was seeing it through his eyes. Um, but yeah, she was dying and he was like, instead of like kind of being upset that she she was dying and like, you know, being by her side, he was like trying to figure out who did that to her. Mm. Uh, and there was a, a very small moment where he apologized to her and, and like was like, I did <laughs> oh, this. Oh, yeah. Sorry, babe. Yeah. He was like, I did this. <laughs> who to that you. fuck's trying to get to me? Well, it was like he recognized that he he screwed someone over. And instead of hurting him like they thought he thought they would, mm-hmm. they hurt the only person that he like even moderately cared about, which was his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah so then uh she died and he lived on like some like plantation or something outside of philadelphia so there was like a lot of it's really pretty there because there was a lot of like grain and stuff outside mm-hmm. or i don't know what the the crop was but probably hemp mm-hmm. <laughs> we were growing a lot of marijuana mm-hmm. uh but anyway then then the scene after that which didn't seem that much further was when he was in the house and uh these like I think it was three guys who were not as big as he was, but still pretty like tough guys came and basically stabbed him to death. Uh, mm-hmm. Not without him putting up a fight, but, and then he laid there on the floor kind of looking out the window, watching the sunset, which was again, kind of this like pleasant uh, experience, but not quite as pleasant. Cause the, I would like could feel the very viscerally, the stab wounds. Uh huh. And it was still like just even going into death, it was just like uh, there was like an air, like just a extreme arrogance there uh-huh. uh, that like if I've just figured out the right thing that this wouldn't have happened or maybe if I can like figure it out in the next lifetime. It's like he was aware of like future lifetimes. So he was like, well, I'll just figure it out in the next lifetime. Like and I'll show them, you know, <laughs> there's like this very much like. It, it was weird because it was like you know the power move but also like this delusion that like he was gonna save the world or something with mm. this knowledge that he was collecting uh and it was like for the betterment of everyone but of course he had to play a central role in it his ego was like huge um so then what happens after death oh yeah yeah so all most of the past lives at least there's like that like transition period uh, yeah everyone we do yeah, well, I, the one that we did recently, I kind of, like, didn't really... Oh, yeah, it took you forever to die. Yeah. <laughs> I was... <laughs> like, get on with it. Yeah, but normally there's, like, a, um, you know, there's a, like, transition spot where, um, at least in my experience, there's been some kind of mentor there. Um, 
uh, I, I at one point I like had a name, but but I think the names are really. It's like at that scale of consciousness, the names really matter. I feel like they're just placeholders. Yeah, you know, just for shorthand of for our explain. simple human brains. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff is is that way. Um, but yeah, so it's it's. Uh, I mean, and and that's where the lesson usually is. Like that was mm-hmm. the, with the first one. I don't know that I knew what the lesson was, but mm-hmm. um, I there was something though in yeah, that. Yeah, there was more to it, but it was so long ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. But the the Ben one was like very much just like. You know, like maybe you don't need to learn everything logically. You know, mm. like that's a path that. Why were you so angry in that life? Yeah, well, it's because I was like obsessed. Obsession mm. uh, and like logic without emotion leads to a lot of anger. Madness. Yeah, I mean, it really it will drive you mad if you don't connect it to the rest of the human experience, which is the feeling, spiritual experience. Um, yeah. And then the, oh, that was the one where then I moved into, you like were basically talking me back into my body, but Mm -hmm. I actually went to another life, which Mm. was this like young, maybe Mayan or Aztec or something boy. Um, and I don't even know if it was in the Americas. It's just, that's what I associate it with, but it was some very like ancient, uh, like um, stone city basically and there was mm-hmm. a symbol that was like very important uh, and I had like a mentor who was my current father my current in this lifetime I could like oh. sense that 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 character that was the father in that lifetime who was a mentor uh, of some sort was the father in this like um, indigenous uh, space but that symbol was really important but it was one of those things it was like I kept asking what the symbol meant and the answer was like you can't explain it. You can only like look at it and feel it. Know it. You just know it. Like Yeah. And looking at it it was like I know what it means, but I can't begin to explain it. Yeah. Which kinda like cracked open this like thing that I had been toying with for a long time intellectually, but it like made me feel it and really experience it of Mm -hmm. like maybe I don't need to explain everything. (laughs) Yeah. Which then goes into the next past life, which was the one where this is the one we tried Ooh, to record. I like this one. Yeah. This is the one we tried to record. Um, and uh, it, the music was very too loud. But yeah. the, um, I wasn't sure it was the past until really recently. Like I had a kind of connection to it and it was like very clearly to me it was the past. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I was not a human. It wasn't a human past life regression. It was a, what did your body look like? Um, like very, it was humanoid. Um, I, I described it whenever we had it, but I, um, it's like very foggy now. Mm. Uh, but it was like kind of like hairless humanoid skin was like more like a, not quite a metal but like a like a silicone or something it was like you know almost entirely different i had hands mm-hmm. that i think had either four or three fingers it wasn't the same amount of fingers they were like l- like all of my limbs were like lankier hmm. my neck was like very long had like a you know like no hair um i think there was something strange too but like not having a nose um or maybe even like the eye, there was something with the eyes. Cause basically like I couldn't describe anything in terms of like, um, like our senses. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, Oh, it's, I didn't have ears. I couldn't hear anything. Oh. Couldn't hear or smell anything. Hmm. So like I was, when you asked, cause when you were like cycling through the, the senses and you were like, do you hear anything? Do you smell anything? It was like very distinctly like, I don't, it wasn't even that I was like, no, I don't smell anything. It was like, in this moment, I don't even know what that sense, what what you're asking. Oh, yeah. There was like a lot of confusion in that uh, experience. I remember it, that one was hard to do because, yeah, because that being communicated and perceived things so differently than your human experience. So I would ask you questions and you just wouldn't talk and I'd be like, okay, I don't know where we are, but keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just struggling to explain it. I was yeah, trying yeah. to put it into, trying to like see the experience and be in the experience and also like explain it in like human terms. And it was, which is interesting in a way to like anchor it. But uh-huh. but I was in some like room 
um, like some white egg-like room and I could sense the other beings in the other rooms next to me. Like it was like we were all telepathically connected. Um, Wait, this, what was the name of this one? Oh, I never came up with, I didn't know a name. Oh, I think I okay. might have like given it a name, but it was like, I kept going back to like that that doesn't make any sense hmm. to me, basically. Yeah. Uh, and you kept asking me like what my relationship to the other beings that I was sensing was. And I was mm. like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. Um, but I had like these tools that I was like doing. I felt like I was doing work. I felt like I was working. Mm-hmm. I was like holding these crystals or like just this rock that I think it was onyx. I found out later that's like what I had been describing. Mm-hmm. Um, like a black crystal ball, right? Yeah. That was one of the tools, yeah. Yeah. Except it was like more how did oval it, shaped. How did it feel? Like heavy and cold, but like like an anchor. Mm. Um, like anchoring your physical being, your no, emotional being? No, like the being? emotional. Yeah, like everything mm. was like, whatever work I was doing was like some kind of emotional like energy work. Okay. Which I don't know why. It almost seemed like we were just doing it just for the experience of like having the experience because then later we went out to this like courtyard and we all sat in front of this courtyard and like feel connected to this like antenna thing that like beamed this light into the sky mm-hmm. and it was like it was sharing our experiences with some other entity or or oh really yeah it was taking your experience like your energetic it was like taking field? the data that we had collected okay. energetically or uh-huh. or emotionally and it was uploading that somewhere to like some database or something. Oh, basically. you were just being mined as a, like a little um, energy being? Kind of, but it wasn't like, it didn't feel like, I don't know. like Bad? S- yeah, it felt like this was the purpose of that life. Like the uh, purpose of life was uh-huh. to experience new things and then like share that learning and, and emotional knowledge with the other beings that maybe mm-hmm. existed off this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that was the point of the whole civilization Mm -hmm. that we were part of. And we were, I could like perceive that there were other beings that were not on the planet or like the moon that we were on. Was it pretty? Yeah, it was very pretty. It was like hard to describe, but it was like. Were there colors? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, everything was like very kind of white, like almost like salty. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but there was like some like maroon-ish like streaks through the stones and stuff and there Mm -hmm. was some like purplish color too uh it was like kind of like cloudy the whole atmosphere was Mm -hmm. um and there was like this a lot of that like onyx like black stone Hmm. like very vivid black like polished stone Mm -hmm. like the tiles on the in the courtyard were that but it was like dusted over a little bit Mm -hmm. um yeah and then at the end the way that we all died (laughs) was some other like a big asteroid wiped you out impact yeah like we came to the the courtyard to like upload our data in the last moments of our life because we knew the asteroid was coming and it Mm -hmm. was like we were collecting as much as we could before the very like final and we just like sat there and accepted that like that was but death yeah but it wasn't like there was like zero fear out there was like maybe a tiny bit of like 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 wincing like Uh expecting there to be some amount of pain or something Uh but it was like zero like fear and then there wasn't any pain it was just like the soul like left the body before the like impact actually happened it like got really hot and then um felt like really i don't know i don't know the science behind what happens when an asteroid hits a planet but it felt like really light like something was happening to the atmosphere or something like maybe it was burning in with the asteroid like coming mm-hmm. but um yeah and then it was just like i was just like okay and it's like left i had finished my upload and i like just left the body peacefully um and it's interesting that that followed the ben one because it was like that was an experience of like fully just feeling they were completely opposite yeah, and at peace. Like that was the the takeaway feeling of the whole thing was like it was so serene. Mm, the, the whole planet. Yeah, even though there was an asteroid collapsing into us. Yeah. You know, if an asteroid was collapsing you into human cool earth, like we would be freaking out and like mm-hmm. suffering so much. But there it was just like, yep, that's just part of the thing. <laughs> On to the next adventure. Yeah. 
Cool. And then the most recent one was the first time I did it with the light and we did just a short one. And these are the like group sessions that you're doing, which like there's definitely like less, you get a little, like, I don't want to say you get less out of it, but there's, it's definitely less like deep, Uh um, of an experience yeah just because it's shorter um but i was uh dylan dylan this like the s- sexy man dylan yeah i was a um like a Sex and psychology and student in some college in california in like the 60s and i literally came in t- like it's like the light is like very psychedelic psychedelic like visual experiences and i came into like seen from his perspective and he was having like a pretty hefty LSD trip um, <laughs> in this like courtyard in the college campus with uh, two other people. And yeah, I don't know that I've integrated really like what the lesson from that one was. Cause uh-huh. yeah, it was very much just like he was just kind of partying. He went from LSD and mushrooms to like cocaine and then ended up having a heart attack and like dying in a coma you missed all the sexy time experience. Yeah, he was having a lot of sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was having sex with like a. She was like, we went to another scene and it was like uh, focused on like one thing, and I could like smell her skin like very distinctly, which was interesting because it wasn't like it wasn't your skin. It wasn't yeah, like did someone it smell like my. No, skin? it smelled unique. Like I'll kill this bitch. I'm very weird about like smelling <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like you like to smell people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know it's weird but that's not weird it's funny because i like, i have a really bad sense of smell so like yeah I, you do so you gotta get real close when i catch on to a sense a smell though it like is it's like whoa that's a smell <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah people's skin all smell like unique so it's maybe a little bit of their bo and like whatever other shampoo they use and stuff but yeah uh but i could like smell her her skin uh and then I was going down on her and forgot her name because oh. my, I was having like an out-of-body experience uh, while doing that. and Because I, of the light or because of the drugs you were taking? I don't know. Um, so you like kind of slipped out of Dylan. Yeah, I was like kind of in between the two. Uh-huh. And like he was kind of in between the two. And like I like in the moment I, I felt like I was supposed to say her name mm-hmm. but I being Craig didn't know her name <laughs> so so I just like made up a name which was like Ava or something uh and she flipped out because that wasn't her name and like Dylan was like scrambling to explain what was going on but she was like that just sounds like bullshit <laughs> obviously damn um called out your past life yeah, it was pretty wild. And then I ended up like having the heart attack. Like in that scene, I like felt my heart like hurting, yeah. like a pain or like a, a tension in my chest. Uh, and then like later when it went to the death scene, I was like, I had already had a heart attack or something. And then, or maybe even a stroke. I don't know. I was in like a half coma, but I was just dying on the, the, in the hospital. But that girl was there, and her name was Maria. I could Maria. remember it very vividly in that scene. Poor Maria. Like, we yeah. remember you, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that it took like so long to die in that. Like it felt really good. You were stuck in your body. Yeah, yeah. It was like, but I it was, felt really good. It did. It was like almost like I was purposefully lingering in that feeling, trying to get as much death as you can. Yeah. Yeah. What an addict. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was full blown <laughs> addiction life. Um, which is funny because earlier in my life, in this lifetime, mm-hmm. I experienced a lot of that. Um, but eventually was kinda like, Yeah, this is I've had enough of that. I don't need to I don't need to I know where that goes. I don't need to see where that goes. Because I've already lived it, I guess. Yeah, as Dylan. Yeah. So yeah. Um Interesting to see those things. I'm I'm interested to see over time like how the Dylan one kind of integrates into what mm-hmm. else is going on in life. But the I mean maybe it was just that it was like hey that's why at a really early age you like realize the whole addiction thing was like yeah I feel like I've had a very similar past life like mm-hmm. like I was a hippie in the hate Ashbury and I was just a comp- I like to think I was Janis Joplin because <laughs> I freaking love her so much um, but. 
you know, like that lifestyle, mm-hmm. just like very hard and fast in the 60s in San Francisco and died of a drug overdose. Yeah. And then like came into this world being like, where's the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the in the midst of the war on drugs and everyone's like, drugs are bad. You're going to die if you take yeah. drugs. And you're like, so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like my experience with, with being an addict early on was like, I like felt like I like crashed into that. Like it felt mm-hmm. very familiar. I had never, I didn't do anything. I didn't do smoke weed or drink alcohol until I was 19. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have sex until I was 19. Oh, what a loser. I know. Dylan would be so disappointed Dylan would be in so you. disappointed. It was maybe because when I was a kid, I was like, uh, like, I don't want to, maybe I should not do that. <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> oh. uh, but once I did, like once I first started drinking, it was just like, this feels so familiar. Mm-hmm. And every like substance that I took, I was like, this just feels like home. Like it feels familiar. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> and it was really hard to get out of. But there was also kind of like a boredom to it pretty quickly, like within mm-hmm. a year or two of like just really doing everything that I could. It was just kind of like, uh like I could do harder drugs, I guess, but like I feel like I don't. I I just like had this very deep, like unsatisfying sense of boredom with it all. Yeah, very much. And I was just like, for me, it was like I feel like I'm really wasting my time here. Like what? Am yeah, I it was like okay, I got again? it. Like yeah, like, I get. Cool. I get what the experience is. Yeah. I'm not necessarily disappointed that I had the experience, but I kind of don't need to have it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I continued to continue having it again for like five years after that but like yeah uh it was with this like knowledge it was like inherently very unsatisfying for the longest time and then eventually i was just like i can just stop and then uh slowly but surely did (laughs) uh but the yeah it was almost like i had a past life where i did all that and it was like oh you know like it's familiar but and I thought at first that I needed more of it, but then really I was just like, no, that's, that's kind of like got to a point where I was like, well, there's two options. I either kill myself because mm-hmm. like this is boring or I just see what it's like to live a sober life, mm-hmm. which ended up being great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, much better choice than killing yourself. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So... That is my past life experiences. I am excited to do more of them. Mm. <laughs> We're going to try to record another one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening, you can you can check out the show notes or the website or whatever. Uh, I'll have the link to Jill's website um, and your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So you can find whether my new one is up there or not. You can find some other ones up there good storytelling, good experiences. And if you're interested, you can do them remotely. So if you're not in Omaha, um, you can do them over Zoom. Yeah, you can do them yeah. via Zoom. Obviously, like doing them in person is probably the best option. Uh, no, I mean, doing them over Zoom is... I, I actually like them over Zoom because you're in your element wherever you are nestled in your bed with your earbuds in you're like the most comfortable you're ever going to be yeah and it's like really just relaxing and people have really easy time going going into them but if you do them in person you get to do them with the lira light which is fun yeah it helps you especially if you're you struggle with the hypnosis thing yeah that would be probably pretty helpful um and also if you live in omaha you could check out some of the group ones oh, yeah. if you just want to get like a little taste of it that's always fun our last group one there were two girls that had like kind of like a shared experience they were both in the woods they were both part of like indigenous tribes um and i just i thought that was pretty cool like what are the odds they both land in that type of environment i don't think I don't know if we talked enough about it to realize any more similarities in that, but just that in and of itself was really interesting. Yeah. I can imagine that that might end up happening quite often whenever mm-hmm. whenever you're all like laying your heads are literally. Your heads head are to like head, almost like, touching. Yeah, you're like all <laughs> like laying on the mind. Light. Yeah. You feel definitely very like telepathically connected. I mean, just doing the light by itself without the past life things, when I've had other people laying beside me, I yeah. feel like it's interesting because a lot of times they're strangers so they're like uh-huh. i can feel how closed off they are yeah uh but i can feel them still you yeah know? the one time we did it with 
uh, a group of our, I, I was with Grant and Maggie and uh, Chase. So like a group of our friends. Yeah. And that was cool because I really felt connected to everyone. And I feel mm-hmm. like, and that was the one that the alien ended up. And oh. Chase was like, oh, there's some archangel that, Ra- I can't remember which archangel. You say Raphael. Raphael, yeah. He's like, that is his, like follows our group around, I guess. Uh, or he's you like should post connected a- with you should post a picture. I took a picture of them during it and there's just this like blue light and all of this just energy around Greg. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll share that. Send it to me. Okay. And I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool stuff. The Lear lights, cool stuff. Maybe sometime we'll do a podcast just talking about that, even though we talked about it a lot this, this time, but yeah, there's so much more to talk about. We didn't really go into brain entrainment, why you do it, how you do it, what it helps yeah. treat. It helps treats all sorts I mean, of things. It's already like, Every time that I do it, it, it helps with like the seasonal depression a lot. Yeah. So. And PMS. <laughs> Who freaking knew that a light could help with PMS? But it does. It's there's, there's the nutty. There's the teaser for for another episode coming up soon. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Want to help your ovaries? Brain entrainment. Who knew? Who knew? Everything has to do. So much has to do with the brain. The brain body connection. The mind body. Yeah uh some crazy stuff all right jill thank you i feel like we've we went on quite a long time okay i hope that uh you know you listening had a good time listening to those past life experiences it was kind of cool to share those again it's Mm -hmm. always cool to kind of go back and try to like re-remember them Mm -hmm. they feel like real they feel like memories that i currently have in my current life it's cool because even though okay one last thing even though they get they might seem kind of like insignificant in the moment like you'll wake up and you'll be like oh yeah okay whatever like I always go back to them. Yeah. They always pop up. I always go back to them and I'm like, oh my God, this makes so much sense when I was that person and I was that way. And it's so parallel to yeah. the things I'm going through peak now. Peak experiences from a past life. And yeah. it's like we remember our peak experiences in our life really well. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that we integrate those past life peak experiences also. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to do more. Cool. Yay. All right. Woo. Thank you for joining us, Jill. Also, I'm glad that... Uh, my fiance <gasps> we're engaged <laughs> what, what? you just blew out the microphone doing that but oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry it's exciting we're engaged much better anyway thank you i'm happy you're here happy to be back uh see you in another episode bye bye